The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Thursdays. The week screams by this is the morning sickness. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan, Brad Fesley, Big Dick Toledo, and we are uh, here and ready for yet another Magnificent show. We started off uh, off the air talking about shame. Yes, right away because the song "Silverchair." Uh, tomorrow, the song by Silverchair you just heard. Uh, we were, I was reminiscing about the first time I ever heard it because I remember being in my uh, my Jeep Wrangler, ninety three Jeep Wrangler. I had worst year Jeeps ever had. I think is just terrible. It had a hundred and eighty horsepower. The thing was gutless. It was a but I just liked it. I liked was that the, the Levi's edition? No, Levi's oh. was this. No, don't oh, you okay. dare disparage the 75, 76 CJ5 <laughs> Levi's edition V8. How dare you, sir? How da- you, sir, can go now. That was the Granimals <laughs> one, man. This thing, I don't know what this was. Yeah, Granimals wouldn't have put their name on this Jeep. These were bad. But we sat out there, and I had a good radio system. It was the best thing about it. And this girl from uh, Tony Romans was with me, and she goes, you got to hear this song. She was, we were all kind of into music together, being in the band and stuff. And they all, Tony Romans kind of followed the band around. Takes me out to the car. And she was one of those girls that was probably hot three years before we hired her and then became a waitress and, you know, stood at the line a little too long, reaching into the fries, waiting for her table's food to show up. You know that The ribs and the onion loaf will yeah. do that after years. I don't think she was one of those. <laughs> I think she was one of those nitpickers you know the free foods that sit around where oh we've got uh, a new order of the uh, oreo dessert brownies that you had to put ice cream on and fill up but they came in these little packages and you know we all kind of dabbled but i think she was hitting it a little harder and then you know she'd have a salad in front of you but you'd see her reaching in the fridge she is a little chubby is what i'm saying she got a little thick started to get the waitress body ah drinking a little heavy so she goes out in the car and all the other girls at Tony Romas, uh, because I was the manager along with two other guys in our early 20s. I was only 19 or 20 years old. We uh, we were hiring hot chicks. And by this time, I'm 22. So I'm in the hot chick hiring and all the Dobson High hostesses. So this girl sits in the car and she's like, you got to hear this new song. This kid's 16. He's amazing. All right. So we hop out. want to hear it in my car because I had the big system in it. Listening to it. I'm like, this is pretty great. I look over at her and she's got her Tony Romas blue eye or like her. 
her uh, golf shirt is what we had those collared shirts for, and she's lifted it up past her belly button, and she's just rubbing with her middle finger right. her belly button. Oh, yeah, that's what I was hoping. I'll look over like maybe she's fiddling the bean right here. To the she really likes this song. Nope, she's pulling lint. <laughs> nope, I wish she was pulling lint. I'd have helped her pull lint. She was massaging what was now um, a rather large cyst with a hoop in it from a, a recent belly button piercing that she got. A bad piercing. Yeah, well, I don't think the piercing was bad. I think her hygiene afterwards was. So she's like, oh, this doesn't look right. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Can you pop it? No, it hurts too much. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And most of the hoop was kind of disappearing into the cyst. Like you could see... The silver edge, but a lot of it had been eaten Ugh. by the skin and yeah. pustule covering. And then within a week, she's got a patch over the top of it, and it was all green and stuff. But we only looked because we knew. But uh, she never showed it off. And we started to talk about back in that day. The good thing about her was, uh, in and amongst all those other hot girls that would show up in their little you know genie outfits and half shirts and things, shame was a thing. She did that in my car. Because she trusted me, but she would never wander around anymore with a half shirt or like that because she was chunky. And you had to appreciate the fact that shame was alive back then. And I miss shame because back then she had it and it was an embarrassment and she covered up. And at the Suns game I was at the other night because Brett and I were talking, man, oh, man, there's a lot of ladies that just don't care. The competition was stiffer back then. It, well, oh, yeah. now, now it's, it's stiffer yeah. now than ever, but it's so easy to be average, and and nobody's allowed to say, yuck, because now you're the jerk if you say yuck. There's no, you're, you're against every group that ever has lived if you say yuck, and you find out she's uh, you know LGBTQ plus IA. Uh, she's internal affairs of the LGBTQ. That's all I can figure out. And you say, ew, gross. Like, what's the matter? Can a gay woman have a half shirt? Like, oh, Christ, what have I stepped in? So people don't say yuck. But there was several women at the game uh, the other night in, you know, workout bras and, like, tight jeans that, and then bellies. And I'm like, you, <laughs> ugh. And you just want to say something. Like, you know, we were saying, I know FUBU can look good on a on a black guy. Like it's like it looks. It doesn't look good on a white guy. I could wear it and think these look good on some people. They don't look good on me. Not everything that's in fashion looks good on everyone. And just because you like half shirts or you think Emily Ratajkowski looks good in this, so you can wear it, it doesn't translate a lot of the times at all. There's there's plenty of things Brady can't wear at all that I'm sure you'd love to half shirts, Lululemons. I'm sure you'd love to be out there, but you're smart enough to know. This puts me in kind of an embarrassing predicament. I think he meant the, there was more competition then only because the, the women were trying at that time, like trying to look good, well, and there was shame involved. Yeah, yeah that's Now true. it's like they the just level, don't care. The that's level true. of competition yeah. has yeah. softened. Yeah. Well, the fact that there's no competition. <laughs> softened, literally. Everybody's, yeah. I think everybody's trying harder, but there's no uh, gatekeeper on what's winning. Like, everybody's trying hard, and then effort is all you need, because if you tried, you look good, and that's not true. And, you know, people still snicker behind their backs and stuff, but you're not allowed to say, all right, that's enough. I was talking to my friend, and he's like, my daughter does that sometimes, and she's not exactly, like, ripped in the stomach area. And he said, and sometimes I have to pull her aside and go, hey, with the half shirts, it's uh, it's not attractive. Here's the other thing, is back then, um, and the difference between now 
is we didn't have women's destination at XL. Those half shirts weren't made for ladies that were <laughs> bigger. Now they point. make bigger clothes. That's true. That now they make it because the the big yeah, everyone can wear it. The biggums got mad and started screaming at Lululemon. How come you don't have sizes for us? And then Lululemon's guy said, "Because I don't want to see you in my clothes. I don't want my clothes." On bad bodies, it makes my clothes look bad. And they threw a fit, and then he had to quit and all that. But he was right. I make clothes that I want to advertise my clothing line with. So I want it to be on, like, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch didn't exactly make pants for uh, plus-size fellas. Like, their their sizes were different, so you knew you didn't fit. An extra large at Abercrombie and Fitch barely fit a child. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been in there for no, you I've gone in there once with uh, Kirby looking for stuff. Yeah, but You shouldn't. There's no reason to go in there. And, and there's sure. enough of a little shame, like, man, yeah. I should be able to go in here one day. You know why? That's because you still have shame. You personally have shame. That's self-awareness, and that's a key to intelligence. Self-awareness of going, I cannot wear this. This does not look good on me. As much as I like this shirt, this isn't good on me. I like the color orange a lot. I look like a crazy person in it. For some reason, I look like a clown in the color orange. So I kind of avoid it. I have muted orange. I like the bright side of the road prisoner orange. I love that. I like the DOC orange. And uh, but I can't wear orange. I look like and a I feel like bag. I feel like an old man when I go into a, an AF because well, you uh, are like, an old man sort of, I know. Yeah. And I really realize when I'm like, man, the music is loud oh, yeah. in here. <laughs> I've been saying <laughs> that like going for into years. A club. Yeah, go in there like, all right, I can't. I can't do this. Well, things have changed so much because back in the day, curvy meant like Marilyn Monroe. You know, yeah. she had curves, not like lumps and just. <laughs> right, just, right. Ugh. It's different curves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> curvy used to describe beautiful things like a nice robe yeah. or like a beautiful woman's. She's a little bigger, but voluptuous. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Curvy. Like, though, she's got, she's bigger hips and great, like it all fits, although it's a little bigger than. And then now it's like mashed potatoes, like. Just yeah, she's yeah. a slop festival, and she calls herself curvy. There's got to be shame again. I think men still have shame. I think we're the ones who have swung it. I think we've twi- used to be men just wore whatever they wanted. Didn't matter if their guts were hanging over or whatever. We're the ones with shame now. We're like, I don't think this is a thing we should be wearing as a man. I don't. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea. Like for me, it's the same thing, ladies. You'd hate it if I wore uh, Lululemons and no underpants, or the I have Viore runners. Uh, pants and they're very thin uh nice like joggers uh, all day joggers they're called they're really nice but if you wear them without underwear the full outline of my helmet is showing all the time nobody needs to see that so due to shame not because my penis shames me but it does in public uh i don't wear anything i wear underwear with those and i hate underwear but it's the right thing to do there were some ladies with and the worst part is like some of them had back zits and like, yeah, like there was a lady walking down the streets, you know, 40 degrees outside. And some lady had just back acne and she was showing it off. And I'm like, oh, come on. Had to let it breathe a little bit. I don't know what you know. You got to cover that. You got to cover that. You don't let it breathe ever. You cover it with Accutane and a big, heavy sweater. Bring back shame. Bring back shame in a huge way. I've been saying it for years, but it's getting like this battle's being lost. Because it was bad. Sunday night, for some reason, the sun's game. We were talking about it even at the next one. Uh, we're at the next one. Like, something's different on Sunday night at sun's games. It's, uh, there was football. There was all this other stuff. I think it was just this group of people that don't normally go. Friday and Saturday crew had already done their fun. The hot girls went to Scottsdale on, on Saturday. They're not going. And then the pigs decided to hit the sun's game on Sunday, and it was bad. 
Maybe they had two for ones in AJ or something. They're yeah, just maybe. Anybody in. The tickets oh, were teacher, cheaper. It's the yeah. six o'clock. Dudes are asking the, the A, B, and C crew, and they yeah. all can't make it. Yeah. They got to have someone fill that ticket. I'm so hungover. I'd love to go. Come on, please, Hannah. Go with me. I can't. I'm sorry. Do you want to take my roommate? Yeah, I'll go with you. Uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll take her. <laughs> you have a pickup, right? I do. She'll ride in the back. This guy makes a good point. The gays brought back shame for men. The lesbians put them in sweatpants. That's ex- beautifully That's put. Yeah, perfect. that queer eye for the straight guy said, guys, you got to try harder to look good and find what's right for you. You can't just wear anything if you're trying to look nice. Not everything looks good on you. I wander into places. I never tried skinny jeans. Those no, the band brought them in. I'm like, no. You just I'm just knew. telling you, those aren't going to work. You just, and sometimes you look and you're like, God damn it, that skinny jeans actually look good on that guy. You ever go to, like, uh, Dick's was the worst place for me ever because I'd go get uh, compression shorts. Because I, I, I was working out in those for a long time. I liked those. Um, but I'd walk by the mannequin, this monster mannequin, and I'd see what compression shorts looked like on a real man. And then I'd put them on at home. I'd be like, I got to stop buying these. This is, <laughs> this isn't right. Something's not right with my human form. And I wasn't, sh- I wasn't saddened by it. Like ladies blame society. It's my fault. I, I don't look like the mannequin. Not because the mannequin sets an unrealistic ideal. It's just because I don't. And it's, you know, uh, doesn't look right on me. Have you noticed some of the mannequins now are getting big? Huge. I mean, I'm like, whoa. Ripped. Yeah. And that's not my fault. Like, you know, the, and it's not society's fault that mannequins are, are showing off. They People who sell clothes want their clothes to look nice. Like I always say, uh, if if you go over to the Ford dealership, they're not going to show the Mustang on the floor with one missing uh, rim and, like, cracked windshield and yes. dirt all over it and, like, uh, you know, water bottles in the – like the way your you're going to cars are show, popping. Yeah. They look like they'll never look in your garage. That's – they look the best they'll ever look. That's how you're supposed to sell things to people. You very rarely put the dumpiest thing up and go, hey – yeah, this is how it's going to look all the time, so it wouldn't be fair to show you the car in its perfect condition. That's why I get mad at when women are like, this magazine covers and everything is just so unfair. No, it's not. They're selling something. That's the way it's selling things are supposed to look. And and the same, very same people would be furious if, like, fast food restaurants showed what you really got versus what they show in commercials. Same with clothes. I don't want to see hogs in clothes. I want to see good-looking people selling clothes. Medea and I were walking through the mall a couple weeks ago and walked by Victoria's Secrets. Even the Victoria's Secrets mannequins are getting Lizzo size. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, who wants to see that? Here's the thing about it. To sell the dream of Victoria's Secret is to sell the fantasy of not only sex but beauty and all this other stuff. Uh, it ain't hard to see a fat girl in her underwear. I can tell you that. It's 2 a.m. 2 a.m. And yeah, and walk around <laughs> the mall. 2 a.m., you're getting one. Uh, she's there. She's waiting. And all you got to do is say, hey, you're the most beautiful girl in here. Try to puke that out without laughing or snot coming out of your nose. And then she'll go, oh, my God. And you got her. You're taking her home. Then you're going to see a girl in her, a big girl in her underwear. Victoria's Secret's telling me, like, look what, look what this looks like on a perfect girl. Whoa. The only people that are mad about it are women with husbands. Wives, because they see that and they see their husband go, that is hot. Well, you just have an unrealistic. Oh, God, here we go. I actually found beautiful, beautiful, and she's mad. How is it unrealistic? Uh, there's an EOS Fitness on every corner. Yes. Just, just hit one. Just get in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it, so it's unrealistic. <laughs> I don't look at the Grand Canyon and uh, that uh, big old trash dump on Gilbert and the Beeline. I don't look at them the same way. And you're telling me I have to with clothes and people. I don't. Some things, well, and some I things look great. Those, some don't. 
you know, like the Victoria's Secret and some of those stores, now the the plus size is outselling the others. So well, because there's more of them by a lot. Yeah. Like 3% of the population looks good. That's it. Yeah. And there's some of you fastbacks that shouldn't be looking at thongs. Yes, please. Yeah. You please. should be covering that thing. I'm fastbacks and thongs, horrible. And chunks and thongs sometimes. Oh. It's going to happen either way. That's the only reason. Chunks with thongs on, it's like you can put grannies on. They're going in. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> and dudes in thongs. I don't think that's ever looked good. I can speak for the ladies, too. A guy in a thong, that's never looked good. Ever. Maybe at Chippendales, but no. Dudes in thongs is weird. You have to be a weird girl to want a dude in a thong. And we all, and that's the fun thing about, like, a, you're at the beach or at a, a pool or something, and some dude's in a thong. Everybody else is kind of laughing. Dudes wear swim trunks. We cover that thing up. Our asses are unattractive, possibly hairy, most likely a little hair. A couple of little zits, odd zits that show up. Ugh. Yeah, bring back shame. Shame yourself today. When you're looking in the mirror today, go, no, not today. I'm not... Maybe Trump needs to take make his new hats, make America shame again. Well, the good news is Trump's back on Facebook, so he might start today with Facebook and Instagram posts about coming out on fire, shaming pigs. <laughs> yeah, I hope he. I'm going to keep my eyes on that. That's going to be an interesting one because he's back. Yeah, I'm glad we brought that up today. We, I think we, I think we saved a lot of people a lot of money on clothes they shouldn't be buying. And still, God, my hero so. in the world is the old the guy who used to run Lululemon. I sell clothes. I sell it to people that will wear my clothes and make my clothes look good and sell those clothes by wearing them. For a certain type of person. Yeah. You don't want, you know, you just don't want your clothing line for active wear to be worn by giants. Because then it just tells everybody else, these clothes don't work. They don't get you to the gym. Shareholders are like, that's fine, but uh, we want to sell more clothes. Yeah, oh, good You're luck. out. Yeah, 90 per- well, no, they're just like, we just don't want the controversy. He was right, but uh, yeah. Was he the one that had the um, the airline, too, the, the jet, and they had um, Yeah, they had, certain, yeah, they had to keep people a The women had width. to be a certain weight <laughs> yeah, and yeah. height. and They couldn't get through the aisle. And guys had to, well, the flight attendants, if they were male, they were shirtless. I don't remember that. Oh. That's sexy. That's hot. It was a sexy plane. That's a sexy, sexy plane. I remember uh, my friend uh, back at the old radio station, uh, we got to be buddies with uh, his best friend, and his best friend was going to go work for Southwest Airlines. And there was a test, an old test on Southwest Airlines to walk down the aisle with your arms at your sides, not turning or pivoting. And if you couldn't get through, you couldn't be on a flight. You had to get narrow enough to get down the aisle straight. Ain't that way anymore. No, it now, is not. Now you're getting checked. <laughs> now you're getting hip checked every oh, yeah. time somebody goes by. And it isn't the cart anymore. It's a broad spy. Yeah. Ow! Sorry! Want a soda or a Sprite? Yeah, I suppose, but Jesus Christ, can I get a doctor? I think you broke my arm. <laughs> you shouldn't have your arm in the aisle, sir. Well, you shouldn't be blobbing into my seat either, but you are. It's hard not to slam a guy like Brett, who's got the pillow, the sleeping pillow on. Like, I'm going to wake him up as a joke. (laughs) With my fat. (laughs) Dale Howard, Chuck, all of a sudden, you're starting starting to throw me into the boards just because you're too big to. It's, yeah, settle her down. We need to calm it down a little bit, America. Just know what you know. know. Be like Grandma used to be. When you uh, recognize that it's just no longer attractive, cover it with a giant smock and wander around in that for good. 
I look at pictures of my grandma, and she wore big clothes. Start to realize she was 47 years old. <laughs> that woman wasn't even old yet, but she recognized, Ugh, I have let this system go. Cover it up. Yeah, I think around 50, they definitely started moving out. Now it's more common, but they moved out. They dropped cotton altogether. Oh, it yeah. Polyester. It was all polyester. Polyester skirts. Yeah. Stretch, you know, stretchable items that, you know, because they could pile in all that food and stretch their pants without taking them off. Yeah, my grandma had a pair of big pants, big lady pants, and a big flowery shirt that covered up her big lady body. I don't think I ever saw my grandmother in pants. No kidding. She always had a dress on, a big smile. Yeah. Big, she was a moo-moo lady. No, she, uh, it was polyester uh, dress, and she'd wear, she wore heels for Oh, she gussied up. Yeah, yeah. she was from, a, you know, your grandma's from, like, the... Teens and twenties, so yeah, even before that, maybe I don't know. Chesterfield, no, no filters, just <laughs> just <going to> town <laughs> on them, tugging on them. So weird how much smoking went on, and their clothes were all flammable. Like it was the craziest combination: they had flammable polyester clothes and just fire in their mouth constantly. You'd see the occasional uh, black dot from the melt melt from the <laughs> <Right>. tip. <laughs> melt them a little bit. Whoops! <laughs> I melted my pants a touch. At least I'm not on fire. Uh, yeah, it was. It's a different time, but yeah, covered up. <laughs> John, my wife gets Victoria's Secrets ads all the time. She thinks they're implying that she's getting fat now. Really? Yeah, because she's because the models are fat. Yep. No kidding. Yeah, because Athleta, the I get that magazine every other hogs on that. Yeah, or that's where they get piggies. And they get they, they have cover the, it all. They have the nerve though to put them in those and then have them in like a stretch pose. Stop it. Yeah. Put them in yoga poses. Have them in the athletic yoga pants, reaching for the top shelf where the cake batter is. <laughs> like, give me that stretch. Because they're making that stretch. They're not holding hand weights or working bands. Ain't happening. So did I Lulu- don't want to see that in the downward dog. No. <laughs> you know. No. So did Lululevin came, cave and yeah. wind up yeah. making the big ones? Oh. Yeah. And, and by the way, they weren't losing business in the beginning. Like they were a big company, they were a monster, and then they and then just the, expanded. And what did the yeah they did? And then the bigs, <laughs> oh, the bigs showed up and told them, "All right, now we also want the prices to be lower. This is crazy. You didn't want this. You don't. This is not the way it works. It's too expensive. You don't buy it. It's too expensive for everybody. It goes out of business. And some of these broads, no Lulus, put on the moo moo. So that's, yeah, that's uh, what it needs yeah, to be. Moo moo memon yes. needs to be a thing. <laughs> big broad stretching for cake batter on the top shelf. <laughs> That's your yoga pose. Your yoga pose is to try to get that thing in the back without smashing your face into the sneeze guard on the buffet. <laughs> get a hold of that pork roast back there. One of those, Jesus Christ, I need stretchy pants. Yeah. Dudes are kind of getting it. It is the queer eye for the straight guy thing. Made guys pay attention to what's right for them. Lesbians stuffed them in half shirts and sweatpants. Made everybody look like non-sporty spice. I like it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, I also saw yesterday, and it's, uh, here's my, my, I'm frustrated with something because I'm no good at watching TV anymore, and I used to be great at it. Um, I don't like binging. 
I don't like when people say, you got to start watching this, and it's like 12, it's already 12 episodes in. Because you can't flip anymore. You can't distract yourself, so you're in. Uh, I love Brian Cranston. Everybody's been screaming about the show Your Honor, and I watched the first episode, and it's really good until like the last minute of the first episode when something so stupid happens that I now don't know that I have interest anymore in the rest Is of it. Is it supposed to be a funny last no. minute? No. Not at all. There's nothing funny about this show. It's basically this uh, well-known judge. He's a high, high-powered judge in New Orleans. His son uh, accidentally kills a guy on, in a car accident and leaves the scene. Uh, he tries to help him. He, gets, he, he does some dumb stuff, panics, leaves, and he's left evidence all over. Well, it turns out the guy he kills is the son of, like, the number one mobster in New Orleans, like the, the baddest Brits family ever. <laughs> and you're like, uh-oh. And he realizes that, and he goes... No matter because they're going to turn him in. He's like, look, you panicked. Everything's fine. I know the law up and down. Uh, he had an asthma attack. His head wasn't working right. All this stuff. And so he's got his asthma. He couldn't reach his inhaler. And that's he's reaching down. And he's, he's he's in like a fog because he can't breathe. And he hits the guy. And then he leaves the scene. Uh, so his his, he, his father takes the, goes down there and realizes, oh my god, my son ran over the crime boss of New Orleans. Doesn't matter if we do the right thing or not. They're still going to kill him. We can't admit this. So he loses his son. So they're like, oh, wow, that's a pretty good premise. And then at the end, the, the mob boss and his henchmen go to the crime scene, and it's all cleaned up and stuff, save for the kid's inhaler, which is still laying in the middle of the road. And I'm like, the cops would have picked that up if it's yeah. a crime scene of a hit-and-run and a murder. And I'm like, oh, you just, bad writing just When you lost have to say, me. well, that's why it's TV program. I don't want to do that. I know. I'm, that insults me. Like yeah. That's insulting to uh, your brain to say, okay, you tried to be really smart. And then in order for this premise to work, I have to dumb myself down to like, oh, so the cops blew this entire investigation. And now the mob guys just picked it up and go, this might be a thing. Oh, jeez. And it's got blood all over it. And you're like, ugh, for crying out loud. Just wasted. And I love Brian Cranston. The acting was great enough till that point. It's good. But then I realized I can't waste any more time watching shows that tell me, hey, you're stupid. Just follow along. Like, oh. Nah. So I'm out already. And you're going to have a tough time. I can't, you are have a tough time. I do. Right? I can't right watch now, right anything now. anymore because it's all like, and I'm being too, you know, it's the, it's not cynical. It's just like, all right. Somebody do something that makes sense top to bottom. And, the, and I discovered this, too. First episode can't have that. It's like when we say in Playdio, a band can't do some wild, huge introduction. you got to get right to, the, right to the meat of the song and don't screw it up because I don't know you. I haven't, you haven't earned my uh, ability to forgive you for a goofs. So it's, it's not enough. A long prelude. The end of Breaking yeah. Bad has a couple of moments where you're like, that's just insane. But they, I, they'd earned my trust over the years to say they'll explain this or whatever. This first show, I'm like, oh, the inhaler. Hopefully, I'll watch another episode if that becomes the, a thing. And that's because that's, it's the Mission Impossible deal. Those movies are all terrible because when the writing got bad, they just invented face removal. Like, we don't know what we're doing. We've written ourselves into a corner. Face removal. It's a new character. Dumb audience will buy into it. And I'm like, oh, I just can't do it. I find myself, I mean, since December, I've been saying, all right, I got to jump in on this White Lotus thing. I hear good yeah. things about it. I just yeah. keep White Lotus it is, down the road. White Lotus is good. It's slow, but it's good. I end up watching yeah. Killer Sally uh, documentary. <laughs> the other. I prefer 
Uh, I'm almost getting to the point where I prefer documentaries where I know everybody's going to die. <laughs> but even those have little gist. <laughs> right. Well, like, there's, 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 but those are real mistakes. And then they're seen as mistakes. Like a cop didn't pick yeah, up the inhaler. Yeah, when he said the inhaler. Yeah. Killer Sally has a moment like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some of those murder things. Like, how do they sure. miss that? Or right. this guy, you know, the whole the the Bernie Madoff deal. Yeah. It's like, how in the world did all this But that's out? all hindsight. Yeah, it is. That's the crazy part. When you first see it and you're like, well, come on. Like, if it's the most obvious thing, like Bernie Madoff wore a shirt that says, I rob people. It but would be was, different. <laughs> but there were, you know, three or four people are like, sure. now, can't you see the shirt? No, yeah, the, during I know, the whole time. I know they were saying it, but every, every rich guy has three or four people screaming he's doing something wrong because they're not as rich as him. So it makes sense to me that there's some people trying to raise red flags, but that's what they do. But now it's hindsight. Oh, the rich people were right. There's always the hindsight crew because I tried to tell you guys. But it's just dumb mistakes. Again, like if he's just like, I'm calling you. I'm Bernie Madoff. I'm calling to rob you blind. I'm like, okay, here you go. Here's my money. It would be a little different. And the cops knew. It's the Dahmer thing. The two cops that showed up at Dahmer's house. Can't believe we missed it. Well, they didn't miss it. They just didn't want to deal with all that homo. Oh, yeah, the guys that went to the <laughs> they just like, yeah, yeah, you go ahead and uh, That's my 19-year-old Thai boyfriend. He loves boning and he gets drunk and we were getting real slop. And Dahmer played him like a fiddle, recognizing they're going to hate this gay thing. Everybody does. We're, we're homosexuals and we were really getting into it. And he's drunk and, yeah, it's, I'm sorry. And the cop's like, hey, you guys do whatever you need to do. Like, yeah. wink away, I'm out of here. And the neighbor's screaming the whole time, he's chopping people up in there. He's like, we're not going in there. Chopping people up is the second worst thing that guy does. <laughs> you know he's having butt sex with that kid. Yeah, and he's killing people. Well, I don't care about that so much. Yeah, well, good. He's chopping them up. Good, yeah, good, good, good. Get rid of those. <laughs> you know, that's two less homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cops didn't come. But then you look at it in hindsight, and you're like, God, that neighbor lady knew everything. She wasn't wrong. But... Eh, there's an awful lot that goes along with that. Uh, the police got fired and all that. Yeah, they're having gay sex with drill bits and saws. <laughs> you never did. And he <laughs> said it. Hey, I have seen porns where they attach a thing to the end of a drill bit. <laughs> this spinning machine of sex death. If I was living next door to that with paper thin walls in the Dahmer apartment complex, it would sound like power tools. And then he comes out and he goes, now nah, we play with power tools. We're gay. And I mean super gay. And the cops are like, ugh, I don't want to know. Bye. Yeah, I'm good. Now, were the cops wrong? 100% wrong. Who, who would have ever guessed he's a cannibal? You're not thinking that. You just think he's a weirdo doing weird stuff with power tools and vibrators. And Be careful. He's bleeding from his butt, okay? Just, <laughs> I know, just be I careful. Know. We got real drunk and then with the thing. I can show you. Oh, no, 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 no. We'll just get, we'll go now. Meanwhile, Niecy Nash is next door. Go, Come on! <laughs> Would somebody please arrest this quagger? It smells. You don't, why does he live here? It smells because of all the... It's called truffle butter. It's oh. disgusting, but that's what you're smelling. It smells like a dead body. That's homosexual sex. I think it's a dead body. All right, Nisi Nash, back into your world's worst house. Yeah, so it's the hindsight thing is different. When it's a true story, I'll forgive it because it's like, wow, this really happened. What a dumb thing. When it's written and you don't have to be dumb, why be dumb? But maybe in a couple episodes it changes up. But it did. I get lost in the, oh, they lost me. I get lost so easy because I know I've got 20 hours of TV to plan out if I'm going to watch all of this series. And right off the bat, I found a problem. 
And I don't, I don't, and if they don't fix it, I'm going to waste three hours going, well, they didn't fix it. And I hate everybody on this show. I wish I did that with Mad Men. Mad Men, Just exactly. That's what did it. That was. Mad Men was the first real binge I did. And uh, Game of Thrones. I wish to God I never would have started Game of Thrones. See, I never watched that. That's one. worse than Mad Men. Really? Yeah, it's, oh. it's a worse ending than Mad Men. It's terrible. It's it's the, and they spaced it terrible. Right, it's so for, you know, lazy and you had to awful. wait a year at least. Yeah, for the I didn't care about the waiting. Yeah. I was excited about that, but when it came out, and I'm like, oh, they're taking for granted everything that made this show great. It was terrible. The, the ending of that was so worse than Mad Men. Huh? Worse than Mad. Oof. And I know that used to be a debate in my head, and I just had this talk with somebody the other day. I'm like, no, it, it, that one makes me mad. Mad Men was like, ah, this sucked. Yeah, Game of Thrones made me mad. Yeah, you know, like I think about it now, I'm like, what a waste. Because I sat and just powered through all those great episodes, one after another. Like, this is getting better and better and better. And then it ends with, you know, might as well have been Lil Game of Thrones. The kids win. <laughs> Nick, Nick Jr. Game of Thrones. Horrible. Yeah, I got a problem with entertainment now. All I watch is old game shows and Seinfeld and South Park reruns. And I'm happy with those. New shows always disappoint me. i got to find something good. Everybody keeps throwing references out. You got to watch Your Honor. I love Brian Cranston. He's great. He's great in this. But that moment there at the end, the terrible. The death scene was great too. He runs this kid over on a motorcycle. He's leaning up against the curb. It looked like one of Brett's videos. Legs all sideways. He's trying to talk. The kid who hit him leans down. He's like, "What?" He goes, and just pukes blood all over his face. It's fantastic. Somebody's already tell- telling me. Stop watching it right now. It's the dumbest show on TV with the dumbest people making the dumbest mistakes See, throughout the entire season. There's another per- I need people like that in my life who recognize how dumb something can be. Okay, good. So I, I didn't miss the boat on this. Apparently not. He says it just okay. gets worse. Okay, good. Well, then I won't watch anymore. So it's, uh, yeah, I hate that stuff. I hate that dumb uh, writing. Gangs of London season two still haven't. Cause I-, I can't keep up because I can't remember what happened yeah. in season one. There's too many people. But I loved season one, although it did get a little goofy too, but it earned it. That's just fun to watch. And it had a good story, but it was an awful lot to keep up with. They're out there. Yeah. Those black blackbirds are out there every now and then. Yeah, that's a six parter. I can sit through that and be disappointed. Plus another one that was real. So they they had real life to base it on. I like Tulsa King. I got Tulsa get on King that. was good. That's good. good. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't get dumb. No. There's a moment where you're like, oh, he can fly now? No, no, no. no. Like <laughs> Those are the ones where I, that's when you just lose me. I'm like, I'm enjoying a drink. I'm like, this show's pretty good. Like, hopefully he gets out of this predicament. And then he goes, I haven't told you yet, but I got the power of flight. I'm the only one in Oklahoma who can do it. I'm like, oh, for Christ's sake, they're going to let him fly? Leave that to the witchers. Yeah, that was awful, too. I got to get something good going. Everybody says the golden era of TV. I'm seeing an awful lot of junk. <laughs> Love those documentaries, though. We need more murders. We need more interesting murders. That's what America loves. And then just some guy to follow it around. Just as a, as a human being, I couldn't be in a documentary because there aren't hours and hours and hours of home video footage of me from the time I was two till I'm 40. Everyone who murders, there's a, just an S-ton of videos of them growing up. So that when they make the documentary, it's like, how in the world they have this much 8mm footage of John Wayne Gacy as a kid? Yeah. There's none of me. Zero. Maybe two total videos. And I'm in it for like a half a second. Most of the time it's an animal. There are like pictures. It is amazing and- how they chronicle that. Okay, just like when you said that on this, you know, that Killer Sally 
Tons. Get all this old footage and they kind of develop, well, yeah. this is where it maybe came from. And who saves Some of the it? behavior. Sure. And yeah, it tells a story. Like, it, to me, it would be a birthday party in 1993. And if somebody saved the, the diskette that went into the Sony Handycam, they're insane people to keep a birthday party from 1994 that long. He's 22 today. I'm keeping this forever. And just blow out a cake. And like, get this effing camera. All I used to do is flip the camera off. Like, get it off of me. And, and then people would. And my grandma in her giant clothes and all that. That's, that's all we saw. Yeah, it's bad. So I got to stop with your honor. Well, I need another one. That's what this guy's saying, yeah. Damn it. I am watching that show where they've taken uh, B-list celebrities and a couple of athletes, and they're trying to make them special ops. Have you seen that, that special on forces That's one? Really, kind of good. They're beating well, there's the tar out of these people. There's, I mean, I, Mike Piazza is going to die. Uh, there and Dwight Howard is just gigantic, but like kind of clumsy. It's amazing. Like there's there's stuff. In Someone said they're situation. a little over dramatic. Or the oh, no, the there's a lot of drama. Are, are soft. <laughs> Some of the stuff they're doing, you're like, I think everybody would be soft here. Danny Amendola's like ripped, and he's good, and what he's doing, you can well, I see mean, like tear the, him up. Mentally. Oh, like they're all mentally yeah. soft. They're celebrities. Yeah. But I think they make you climb 25 flights of stairs and then rappel down the side of a building on a pass-fail. You're going to come across a little emotional at the end of that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a good show. I didn't want it to be, and I kind of like it. Well, we missed one yesterday because uh, I forgot to remind myself, including, is that slap on TBS. Oh, yeah. that uh, That's the, competitive. Yeah. I'm interested in that. That's a sport in watching dumb people. It's just hilarious. I'm like, yeah. why in the world would you want to get in that yeah. sport? People just whacking each other in the face. The CTE is just going to oh. run. There's going to be so many chest suicides from that sport. It's ridiculous. The I think the opening show was last week. And the one guy saw the highlights. One slap, it had, uh, what do you call that one? That uh, The contusion or basically. Just a giant swollen face. It just it just filled. Yeah. Well, we, we saw a video on that, didn't we? Yeah. Inside his yeah. cheek, you know, and um, he continues. And somebody said that. Well, how's it different? I'll take one more. How's it different than boxing? Because like, you can defend yourself in boxing. These poor people have to stand there and get hit. And anticipate. It's, it's a full, just in boxing, it's never like, all right, I'll put my hands down and you punch me as hard as you can. That's not sport. This is just how much can you take, and it's fascinating because, well, until people die and lawsuits happen, just a jumbo market for miracle ears. Because yeah, you it's know, there, be there's a, no, none of them are going to be able to hear out of their left ears. The best part is, is the, uh, you know, it started off as kind of like, oh, look, a slap contest, like sissies, I think, started it, and then giants got involved, and now it's like the world's strongest. <laughs> they're auditioning, med- they're slapping, opening slaps to live in the house. Yeah. Then the slappers live in the house together. And then there's an expert that judged, like, I was kind of an all right slap, a little too palmy. I'm like, what? The world? He's got a good swing. There's a technique. <laughs> yep. And then they've got like 330 pound slappers. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Welterweight. Dudes there's are, all the yeah. weight division. Ah, crazy shit. Yeah, you might have got me on that. Screw your honor. I'm going into this nonsense. <laughs> At least I can't be disappointed by. The thing not being highbrow enough. Well, I know going in, the, it's stupid. And so. the slap talent is a little bit different. So it's like, I think they went in Vegas and found homeless guys. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, we have in the welterweight slap yeah. Jesus versus. Yeah. Uh, We've been trying for 30 years to have hobos fight. This is we pretty had close. Videos where we made homeless people fight and they got banned. And on the internet, there was that thing where it's like, well, we get hobos to fight. No, that got banned. So this is kind of a new way. All right, I'm in on that. Slap. 
All right, that's good. I like that one. Your Honor tried real hard to be smart and then got stupid. So I'm glad that that listener chimed in because I was upset about it. We're surrounded by stupid. I don't need that at home, too. Although I look in the mirror every once in a while and go, oof, man, what's going on with you? <laughs> uh, let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800, a good one, and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98KUPD. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.